minute, but to just some quick things. Um, first of all, I, I wanted you to know that there have been two more cancellations on the Israel trip in April. If you uh, are uh, ready to jump into something like that, there are two spots that are open, and I'd love to, for you to go with us. Um, <clears throat> hope you won't leave this morning before you check out this homegrown art that's out here in the gallery, and um, it's just wonderful. And then there's one other thing in that bulletin, guys, that I, I, I'm telling you we need to start underscoring. You know of the issue of homosexuality in this country and uh, how our, our culture has gone absolutely mad. Um, I'm telling you, you just, just take my word for it. The spokesman for a Christian's view of sexuality is a woman by the name of Rosario Butterfield, uh, who used, who's a Ph.D., used to teach at Syracuse University, uh, University of Syracuse, whatever. She's going to be here on February the 5th and 6th, the Friday night and Saturday morning. If you have children, if you have grandchildren, if you have no children, if you're warm-blooded and reasonably erect, you must attend. Gang, the, uh, the issue that is going to scuttle to the church, that is, in terms of the assault, or at least seek to, is this issue of sexuality. So, don't plan anything. She's got a YouTube that my wife looked at this week uh, I've read her book and cried four times. Um, my wife said that the, uh, the YouTube is superb. So come be with us on February. I know that's, but I know you guys got schedules. Now, um, <clears throat> the other thing I need to do is read you. I, I sent out a GOL on uh, Friday of the list of the names of the candidates for the office of elder. But some of you are not uh, on GOL, so you don't know those names. So I'm going to read them to you. I'm going to read them to you twice. There's 13 of them. So let me read you the names, and if you want to take them down, they're in alphabetical order. Um, Blake Dickens, Carl Elliott, Ben Granger, Floyd Harvey, Tom Jordan, Carr Kelsey, Tim Morgan, John Roberts, Rick San Roman, Brad Smith, David Strand, Greg Strawn, and Randy Turner. You nominated, ladies and gentlemen. That wasn't a nominating committee that did that. You did it. Way to go. Thirteen men um, nominated by you. And as uh, Justin said a few minutes ago, on December the 2nd, we'll choose... Um, We'll choose five from that list of 13. So uh, those are the names. If you need them, they're up here for you, and, and i give them to you again. Uh, Luke chapter 22. Um, you know, I feel like I have to say this every time we have the Lord's Supper. We, we have the Lord's Supper once a month, but if you're visiting with us, this is going to be a bit odd. Odd in this sense. We believe that this is the clearest statement of the gospel anywhere, including my preaching. Much better than my preaching. Um, and so what we do, we don't tack it on at the end. I make my comments. I try to shorten my comments. 
um, <clears throat> so that we can fix our attention on this, which is a clear display of the gospel, broken body, shed blood. Okay? So uh, that's, what, that's, that's why it's not going to be at the end. It's at the center, pretty much. My comments will be brief. Guys, last week I read you a whole chapter. You may recall I read you the entire chapter of Nehemiah 5. This morning I'm going to read you one verse. I'm trying to make up for that long chapter last week. One verse. Luke 22, verse 19. And he took bread and gave thanks and broke it and gave it to them, saying, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. The grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of our God, this word, this endures forever. Gang, um, these are words that are highly controversial. And they are much discussed and have been much discussed over the history of the church. It, of course, has to do with the four words, this is my body. Um, how is it to be understood? Is Jesus saying when he picks up this bread that this literally is my body? Or is he saying that this represents or perhaps symbolizes my body? Guys, there's a scene in church history that's uh, often included in books where the early Protestant leaders got together and were discussing this issue. And Martin Luther was so adamant about his position that he wrote very dramatically and demonstrably. And in the dust on the table around which they sat... He wrote, this is my body. Gang, um, those are the words that were being discussed uh, in, in that meeting. They've been discussed. The church has gone round and round over the years for centuries over how to understand those four words. Um, it is one of the huge disagreements that exist between Roman Catholicism and Protestantism. Just those four words. Okay? But this morning, I want to draw your attention not to those four words. I'm not here to address that. I want to draw your attention to another word. It's in that verse, it's the word remembrance. Guys, is it really conceivable that, that we could come to the place that we actually forget him? That we could get ourselves in such spiritual deserts that there would be no mental recall of the existence of God? I, I don't think so. Um, so I don't think that's what he means when he says, in remembrance of me. Now, I can say this. The culture in which we find ourselves is eager to take this culture to that place. 
where there is not the slightest whiff of God anywhere to be found in existence. But guys, this statement in Luke 22 is not It's not spoken to, nor is it intended for. The culture, the world, it's intended for us, Christians, for us Christians. Okay, so what then does it mean? If it's not possible for us to completely just erase from our memories the existence, what does it mean then? Gang, um... Do you remember last week anything about it? I don't really don't blame you. It's, um, you know, it's certainly not the best preaching in the world. Um, but do you remember um, we were in our study of Nehemiah uh, and chapter 5, uh, and I pointed out that it closes in verse 19 with Nehemiah saying, Oh God, remember me. Remember that? Well, in, in, in this passage here in Luke 22, it is the divine Jesus who says to us, not man saying to God, but God saying to man, remember me. Now, what does that mean? I suggest to you that they mean the same thing. That is, Nehemiah's statement in 519 and this statement by Jesus in Luke 22, they both mean the same thing. You remember how I defined the word last week? Um, To remember is to take action on someone's behalf based on a previous commitment. I'll say that again. It is to take action on someone's behalf based on a previous commitment. Now, gang, let me just take three minutes of your time. Quickly, just to show you. I won't even ask you to turn to the passages. But, Genesis chapter 8, verse 1. And God remembered Noah and sent a flood and cleaned the earth from the water. Um, God remembered Noah. Was it mental recall? No, 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 no. It was God acting on the behalf of Noah based on a previous commitment. Genesis chapter 9, verse 15. Um, God sets a rainbow in the clouds, and, and he says in verse 15, every time I see that rainbow, I will remember my covenant. Do you honestly think that God forgot his covenant? No, 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 no. He will remember the covenant, that is, he will will move on behalf of the people (coughs) bound up by his covenant. Um, Genesis chapter 19, verse 29. Um, Sodom and Gomorrah. God goes and gets Lot out of Sodom and Gomorrah. And the text says, Genesis 19, 29, that God brings Lot out of that catastrophe because he remembered Abraham, that God is taking action on behalf 
of Lot by sparing, on behalf of Abraham, by sparing his nephew Lot. One more. Genesis 30, verse 22. Um, it's about Rachel. Rachel was barren. She didn't have any, Rachel, the, the wife of Jacob, she's barren. And the text says, um, God remembered Rachel and opened her womb. Um, do you see that he moved on behalf or took action on behalf of Rachel based on prior promises and commitments that he had made? All four of those instances, all I'm saying, ladies and gentlemen, is that God is taking action on behalf of those people mentioned based on a prior commitment. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is what the Bible means when it says, remember. Now, we come to this. And Jesus in Luke 22 has accomplished his work, or is at least just about to, and he says, do this in remembrance of me. Gang, here's what we are being exhorted to do by the Lord Jesus. One of the results of our being shown this all over again by these elements one of the results of, of, of seeing again the beauty of the gospel as it is represented in these common elements of a broken body and shed blood, once we see that again in all of its loveliness, one of the things that it should do is that it should move us, it should prompt us, it should lead us to take action on his behalf based on a prior commitment and promise we have made to him. Now let me be clear, guys. Um, our actions taken on behalf of Jesus Christ add nothing to him. nor are they any merit for us. But it does say, it does say to God, based on my previous commitment to you, Lord Jesus, I will live in such a way that the one who died in my place is honored by my life, by my choices, by my behavior, by my schedule, by my priorities, Lord, as I gaze upon this again and am reminded of the extremes to which you went to save me, I am going to remember. I am going to take action on your behalf based on the commitment that I made to you when I became a Christian. I want... I want to remember you. I want to act as your representative, as your vice gerent. I, I want to ask, I want to act 
on your behalf. Because I made a commitment to you. And I belong to you. And now, having been reminded of the great things that you have done to save me, I'm going to do this. In remembrance. Let's pray together. Our Father, I do pray that you will remind your people of things that, um, that they've said, commitments that they have made, um, a gospel that they have embraced, um, a Savior that they have adored. And as a result, Lord, that you would, um, that we would remember, just like you remembered, that we would remember in such a way that we would take action on your behalf not adding anything to your glory and knowing that our actions are not meritorious, but that we would take these actions so that we might represent you well, so that you might be magnified in a world that is determined to forget you. Now, Lord, meet us around this table and stir our hearts all over again. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.